is no greater truth than having a spiritual practice will save your life and change your life. Set your intentions, but wear them loosely, like let them go because I like the line, it's this or something better because sometimes if we're too stuck on it, it has to be this way, we miss something bigger. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, CEO and co-founder of Boss Babe and your host for today's episode. So today's episode is with an amazing guest that probably doesn't need a massive introduction. I'm sure you've all heard of Gabrielle Bernstein. She's a number one New York Times bestselling author of The Universe Has Your Back and has written five additional bestsellers. She was featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday as a next generation thought leader and the New York Times named her a new role model. She appears regularly as an expert on The Dr. Oz Show and co-host Hosted the Guinness World Record largest guided meditation with Deepak Chopra. She's absolutely incredible. And this is a real amazing down to earth interview where we get behind the scenes of what Gabby's career has really looked like, her journey as an entrepreneur and author, and the highs and lows of that, and how the highs and lows are still continuing. She gets really real about postpartum depression, which I know is a topic that we've been asked to talk about before. So it was amazing to really have this conversation. And I know it's going to be one that you love. We talk a lot about Gabby's new book, Super Attractor, which actually is really timely because this week has been something where we have seen some an idea of ours come into reality. So I know that you're going to love this episode as well because we're talking a lot about what it really takes to make all of your big dreams a reality and the kind of mindset shifts that you need to get into. So with that, let's welcome Gabby on the show. And if you love it, please screenshot this episode and tag us, tag me at I am Natalie and at bossbabe.inc and let me know what you think. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. This episode is brought to you by Lifecycle. Okay, so you already know how much I care about my own health and wellness. I am constantly on the go using biohacking tools and techniques to keep myself balanced and energized. One of the most advanced product packages I have found to date has a range of liquid mushroom extracts that include cordyceps for energy, reishi for relaxing, lion's mane for brain function, and REM sleep, which I measure every single night, by the way. I'm all about the data so I know what works and what doesn't. Turkey tail for gut health and holy shiitake to amplify the babe in all of us. This is the ultimate biohacker set by Lifecycle. It has been a total game changer for me and actually helped me feel calm and collected even when under lots of pressure because we all know what entrepreneurship life is like behind the scenes. I just put a, a few drops straight into my tongue or I throw it straight into a morning smoothie. Super easy. All Lifecycle liquid extracts are made in Byron Bay. I actually visited a few years ago and just thought it was one of the cleanest and most pure places on earth. My fleet, my sleep is feeling deeper. I feel so focused and productive and we've actually got hold of a thousand special packs only for our listeners. So if you go to Lifecycle, that's L-I-F-E-C-Y-K-E-L.com and use Boss Babe 20 to get a special pre-holidays discount of 20% off. Only the first a thousand will get the discount. So if I were you, I would go check it out right now. So welcome Gabby to the Boss Babe podcast. 
Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I was just saying to Gabby how on brand her book cover is. We're going to be using it in all the Boss Babe shoots. It's so beautiful. I think everyone <laughs> needs it on their bookshelf for that reason alone. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you. It is on brand with you guys, isn't it? <laughs> so on brand. I love it. And the things you cover, I mean, they're so powerful for entrepreneurs, especially to really tune into and listen to. I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, when you don't have set working hours, you can almost work as long as your body will allow you. And just really reading the book and getting that feeling that it's okay to step back a little and actually co-create with the universe versus Mm -hmm. just constantly being in your to-do list. That's where I'd love to start and dive in. How do you feel about that and getting that balance? You know, I wrote a chapter. I wrote this entire book for that person in many ways, but uh, it meets people in different places. But particularly if you're someone who feels like you have to push and control to make things happen or has a belief system that if I'm not doing it, it won't happen. If I'm not making it happen, it won't happen. And so there's a chapter in the book called there's, there's one called Do Less and Attract More. And there's another chapter called There's More Than Enough to Go Around. And both of these chapters are really talking to the busy entrepreneur, the busy person, the person who's in some ways stuck in the belief system that if somebody else has done it, I can't, or there's not enough for me or a belief system that I have to hustle to be successful. And the opposite is true. We are all super attractors. We all have the ability to align with what we desire and attract it into our life pretty effortlessly but not without taking action, but pretty effortlessly once we get tuned up with the feelings that we want to create and the feeling of feeling good, the experience of feeling good. So this is a book not on how to get things, but it's a book on how to feel good. And so when you start to practice the principles in this book, you start to feel freer, you start to feel better, you start to feel happier. And in that happiness, you start to feel as though invisible doors begin to open for you. And you can, in effect, do less and attract more. But the biggest thing is, is first recognizing the ways that you may be blocking your super attractor power by being in the mindset that I have to do it. I have to make it happen. Mm, And what are the ways you can really start to get out of that mindset? What are some tools you can use to shift that? There's a tool in the book that's called the spiritually aligned action method. This is a very valuable method for anyone that is in business for themselves. Let's just put it that way. But really anybody that's creating a lot and on a deadline or wanting to make things happen or wanting to do something big in the world. We all know that when we're trying to do big work in the world, if we're in an energy that's controlling or an energy that's frantic or hectic or manic in any way, that it won't work. Have you had times in your career where it's been like, whoa, I pushed too hard and it just fell apart? Has that happened yeah. for you? Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Completely. And me too. I know exactly what that feels like. And so this is a method on how to get spiritually aligned before you take the action. Okay, so that your action comes from a place of spiritual alignment. And when an action comes from a place of spiritual alignment, it will succeed even if it's not how you planned. Okay. Mm -hmm. So spiritually aligned action begins with the desire for whatever it is that you're creating or bringing into the world to be backed with service and love. And so that doesn't mean that you can't desire a seven figure business or you can't desire a big book deal or something that's seemingly external, but you have to make sure that what's behind that desire is backed with service and love. 
So it can't be something that's like, when I get that thing, it will make me feel better. It has to be that thing will bring more light to the world. That thing I desire will make me a healthier person. And that healthy energy will bring forth more to that I can contribute. Like a great example is someone that wants to lose weight. They may be like, well, how is that of love and service to the world? And I would say, well, when you lose that weight, you feel better and you have more energy for your children or your grandchildren. You uh, bring more positive energy to your office because you're feeling more confident about yourself. So in any situation, whatever we desire, we can recognize when it's all about the ego or if it's about love. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's really recognizing this is bigger than you. That's the next step, actually. So the first step oh. is recognizing the desire is bigger than you. You know, when it comes from a desire to bring service and love to the world, it's going to be hooked up. But then it kind of goes bigger into it's bigger than you part because the second step is to have faith and believe that the universe will deliver. And so when you see that it's bigger than you, when you recognize that it has big impact and that it will be of service, you can really have faith that the universe will deliver. And that faith comes throughout every step of this book. This is a book on strengthening that faith in the universe. So you can trust that the book will guide you. But that faith really backed with that joy and inspiration and service is what creates the energy that allows you to take spiritually aligned action. So the third step is to take that action from spiritual alignment. So you're taking an action from a place of service, inspiration, joy, a knowing and a faith that the universe has your back, right? Yeah. And then once you've taken that action, and I'm going to give an example that will like break this down more clearly, but once you've taken that action, it's all about being patient. And that patience is a joke sometimes, particularly to entrepreneurs. Like, what patience? But patience is probably the greatest virtue an entrepreneur can have, or really anyone. Because when you're patient, you're allowing, and you're not getting in the way. When we don't get in the way, we can really allow what is of the highest good to come to us and let it be at the right time, let it be in the right order. Okay? So an example of this, like, give me an example, like somebody in your community that has a big goal, maybe they're, they're getting in the way of it. Okay. So an example I see a lot is someone has an idea to launch their business. They perhaps want to be a coach. They go ahead and launch it. They put it out on social and they have no clients, but they're like, I know I have a gift to give the world, but I'm getting absolutely no clients. Should I even be doing this? I see that a lot too with my spiritual master masterclass students. It's a common one, right? Where it's like, I did all the things and I've got it out. But what's also behind that, and that, I wrote this chapter, there's more than enough to go around for my spiritual master masterclass student who's similar to your audience, which is like the person who wants to be bringing their great work into the world through their business, but maybe struggling, right? And so the message in that is that the lack of attracting power, the lack of a client isn't coming because the marketing isn't good, isn't coming because the website isn't beautiful, isn't coming because the work isn't clear. It's not coming because the belief system and the energy behind that person is in a way needy, in a way possibly controlling or forcing. It's in a friend, that person's in a frenetic, frantic energy. And also there may be a belief system that they need that client to feel good enough. So the work there would be to get right back into the service and love. So, you know, meditate on the feeling of what it feels like to be working with that one-on-one client. Maybe even do some free coaching for a friend. Get into the energy of service rather than the energy of needing and fulfilling your outside needs. Fulfill the inner work that's really coming forth. And then the next step would be to strengthen your faith. And that would be through reading a book like Super Tractor, or through reading any kind of book that's going to strengthen your faith that the universe is guiding. Okay? 
Yep. And then take that action once you're in that place. So once you recognize you're spiritually aligned, you're feeling good, you have faith, you're aligned with joy, inspiration, and service. That's when you put the tweet out. That's when you post an Instagram story. That's when you send out that newsletter. Don't market your business unless it's spiritually aligned, unless what you're doing has energy of spiritual alignment behind it. I have deleted emails that are about to go out because it felt like it was not in alignment with the energy that I wanted the reader to receive. I love that so much. And I so agree. And whenever I get clients coming to me like that, it's always like, okay, if I take a look at your posts, I can feel the neediness mm-hmm. coming through mm-hmm. and the energy is just not right. And so I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. And we all have those friends, right? Who everything just flows to them. Like my husband is one of them. He can put anything out there and it's a yes, he will get it. Mm-hmm. Even to a point, he was like, we're going to get this house. Like, let's get rid of the old one before it was even locked in. It was just this pure faith. And it ended up working out. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> And and you really, really get that energy with people. But what I would love to know is, so you talked about getting to the right energy. I'm fully in agreement with that. And you talked about strength in your faith. And so for some people listening, they might be thinking, well, things just aren't working out for me or I haven't seen this. I haven't seen the proof. How do I strengthen my faith? And so how did you strengthen yours? You know, faith is having a connection to a higher power of your own understanding. That's the commitment and devotion that I've been on for my entire life, particularly in the last 14 years being a spiritual teacher. So that it comes through a spiritual practice. And anyone that's listening to this podcast right now will have some mustard seed of faith because they wouldn't be have been guided to listen to me or even to your work if there wasn't some kind of desire to see beyond the physical. Okay. Yeah. And so that slight desire is all you need to begin developing a spiritual connection of your own understanding. With that connection, if you start to run your business backed with that faith, your business will explode. I mean, it will be way, way, way more than you could possibly have imagined. A metaphysical text I teach, of course, in Miracles says that we are functioning in a fraction of what we're capable of. So we have the capacity to create far more when we create it with that spiritual connection of our own understanding. So if it's something that someone's listening, like, how do I do that? You know, read Super Attractor, read any spiritual book that you're guided to, read any of my books, The Universe Has Your Back, any of the books that will help you crack open to that connection of your own. But Super Attractor in particular is the one that is really about getting into alignment with that connection to spirit and to the universe. I love that. Have you any ever had any times where you've started to doubt faith? Have you been hit with challenges that maybe have taken longer than you thought? Or you've been in situations where you're like, come on, universe, <laughs> have you got my back? Have you doubted that at any point? Yes and no. I think that I have come to accept that when things are not working out the way I want them to, that that means that they're working out. It's just not how I planned And that's where my faith comes because it's like sometimes my plan isn't as good as the universe's plan, right? And I say in my book, The Universe Has Your Back, I write that there are spiritual assignments and they're going to keep coming up until we show up for them. So if we keep feeling like, you know, there's detours or obstacles, I like to say that their obstacles are detours in the right direction. Yeah, I love that. And it comes back to shifting that energy. The minute you start seeing this as something happening for you, you're less of a victim and you actually can shift Mm -hmm. the energy right away. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so I want to dive back into how we can start making this work for us. I know you talk about the daily design method. I'm obsessed with this. Can you tell everyone what it is? 
So I think that there's a lot of morning practices that people can do that would help them serve them. And this one is one that I do daily, which is when I wake up, I ask myself some questions and I maybe journal them or I think them. And I ask myself, how do I want to feel today? Who do I want to be today? You know, do I want to be an empowered leader? Do I want to be the best mom ever? Like, who do I want to be today? And then what do I want to give today? And what do I want to receive today? And starting your day asking those four questions really sets you up with the power of intention. And so that intention is really saying, you know, I want to show up in the world this way, in this way. I want to feel this way. I want to be this way. And I want to give and receive this way. And so rather than waking up and being like, oh my God, the world is against me or oh, everyone's so annoying that I work with. Instead, you begin your day with these, those four questions and just begin to set yourself up to win. I love that. And what else do you do as part of your routine to get you in that right mindset and energy for the day? Well, once I've helped my son get up and I hand him off to my husband to give him a bottle, I do a 20-minute transcendental meditation in the morning. And then I take a bath and then I have some breakfast with my son. I take over. And then when my childcare shows up, I get to work with a lot of grace because I've meditated, I've bathed, and I've been with my person, my child. (laughs) It's a great way to set me up to win in the day. I love that. Yeah. Is taking a bath versus a shower? And I don't shower unless I have to wash my hair. I only bathe. (laughs) That's so good to know. Is there any reason? Do you just not like showers or do you think it makes you more mindful? It makes me more relaxed, which maybe in effect makes me more mindful. (laughs) But bathing is really relaxing for me. I bet we're going to have tons of girls listening to this just revamping their morning routine like, yeah, I want to do some baths in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to take a half of a bath so that it's not like wasting too much water. Yeah. But yes. I love that so much. Okay, so let's come back to that. So you've got the daily design method. So people are starting, they're journaling these different prompts and the day kicks off and maybe things just aren't unfolding the way they should. Why are people not attracting what they want? Why is that happening? People are not attracting what they want because they're blocking it. They're blocking it with their thoughts and their belief systems. They're blocking it with their energy and their actions. And so this book, Supertractor, is a lot about how to unblock, right? How to release the blocks to that presence of your superattractor power and not get in the way of it, right? But right now, I think a lot of people are living in the in the block. They're living in the way of, of controlling and pushing and needing and lack of faith that keeps us out of alignment with that connection to our super attractor power. And so for those listening who you're such an embodiment of what it looks like to really be able to manifest. So you're a New York Times bestseller, you're impacting millions of people around the world every single day. For that person listening who's like, okay, maybe this works for you, but not me. Can you take us back to um, your story and how you really did realize that this is available for everyone? I know you've got such a powerful story about getting sober and that really being a catalyst to opening up your purpose. Absolutely. I mean, the story didn't end there. You know, it's like I got sober at 25 because I was definitely in the opposite of the super attractor energy. I was controlling and forcing and manipulating and pushing. And that pusher energy led me to drug addiction, hit my bottom at 25 and got sober. And my sobriety reunited me with my spiritual faith, which then led me on the path of being a spiritual teacher and author and motivational speaker. And I've been in this field for 15 years, but along the way, I've had many other moments of hitting bottom, which have been extreme examples of strengthening my faith. So I can live to say that there's no greater truth than having a spiritual practice will save your life and change your life. 
because it will be the anchor and the guidance system that will help lead you to the right next action. And in my case, 2016, I was suffering from workaholism only to recognize that it was because I was dealing with a unrecognized trauma that I remembered when I was in 2016, when I was 36, and started having the healing path to heal that. Uh, which has been probably the greatest freedom I've had from my old behaviors of controlling and fear and workaholism and alcoholism and addiction. Healing that truly is because of the trauma healing. And then five months ago, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, which brought me to my knees. But once again, strengthened my faith because it was my faith that saved my life in that instance. Had I not had faith, I don't know if I'd be on the call with you right now, honestly. Because in those moments, there was no solution except for trusting that the guidance I was receiving was correct. And that was it. And so, and I hate to ask this question generally to women because I think we get it too often, but how has that been for you being diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, but still being a badass businesswoman? You know, you've released your book, you must be doing podcast interviews and book tours left, right and center. So how have you been able to balance all of that whilst not feeling probably your best self at all times? Well, right now I am feeling amazing because I've been in recovery for five months. My recovery path, my medicated path, which is what I had to do because I was suicidal. So I had to go on antidepressants, which saved my life. I never actually fulfilled a prescription before. I was brought up homeopathic. So I had never, literally never gone in to ask for my prescription. So that was the first time ever. And it was, you know, something that's very frowned upon in the wellness world. But it's, and I understand that the culture is, very overly medicated, but there's a time and place when you have to receive medical attention, otherwise you will die. And so I really want to talk very publicly about that because too many women go undiagnosed because of the shame of taking an antidepressant and that will kill them ultimately. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat this at all. That will kill them or destroy them emotionally or destroy their marriage or ruin their connection to their child. I want to really say this with love and compassion, but a warning, you know, get help, get help. Yeah, completely. The universe had a really good plan for me. You know, I was in the deep, deep, deep throes of of this problem when I was actually the only big responsibility I had was to approve the line edits of my book. I was months away from the book tour I had a team that was able to step up and pick things up for me while I was in the darkest moments. I did actually show up for my job, my son, my breastfeeding, everything, even having no sleep at night. I was showing up, but eventually I was far too down to continue. But uh, what I did was once I got the diagnosis, I was in the process of editing the edits, pretty much accepting the, the line edits. So I had to reread the book. And that book just gave me so much hope and so much faith. And it gave me strength as I began my healing path. And then getting to a baseline where I felt better allowed me to do the deepest personal growth work I've ever been able to do. And that's where I'm at now is just like diving deep into my own personal growth and and spiritual and emotional and, and healing development. I love that so much. And it just goes to show how much we are our own medicine when Mm -hmm. you're given your own book at the exact right time. And I also love Mm -hmm. that you've spoken up about antidepressants too, because you're so right. There is a time and a place. And I think there's a lot of shame. I think we're generally just living in an age where there's shame around a lot of things, whether you have an epidural at childbirth or you do it naturally Mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing. Did Did you find yourself being resistant to saying yes to taking a prescription? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, 
It was suggested to me a month before I even accepted it. It was only when my my therapist like intervened, like called me and my husband and said she has to get on medication or she's not going to make it. There's no choice. She said her words were, her tools are not working. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. And, and the fact that you get to share that with the world, having such a platform and you can speak out about yeah. this is big. Because I'm deeply disturbed by the people in the wellness profession, medical doctors, therapists that are shaming people for being on medication and saying that their work is about getting people off their medication. Now, that's great. If somebody doesn't need to be on meds, like wonderful. Give them a plan to help them get off, but don't make it a shameful thing. Because some people can't live without it. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. And I'm a big fan of natural medicine as much as possible. But there is also a time and a place for amazing drugs that have been invented for very specific things. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I remember for me, I took antidepressants while I was at university because I was in a very similar place. And I was just like, I don't know how to even start feeling better. And that was just a way that I could, it was a buffer. It was something that got me into the right state so that I could do the work. That's right. That's right. So that's how you would want to live on, uh, how you would want to function with an antidepressant. It's like, don't just take the pill and numb out and pretend it's over. Take the medication and allow yourself to go further and deeper than you ever would be possible in the personal development work that you need to do. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm so glad that you're feeling amazing. And how are you managing your energy right now? Book launches are probably like having another baby. It's probably so Mm -hmm. much. How are you managing your energy day to day? What does that look like? Do you have any hacks, routines, rituals? Yeah, I'm making sure I sleep well. I am eating extraordinarily well. I cook most of my food. I don't eat sugar, dairy, gluten. I don't really eat carbohydrates other than sweet potato and quinoa. I'm just really kind and loving and generous to myself. I'm exercising every day. I'm making my self-care the highest priority, my self-care and my care of my family the highest priority. But if my self-care isn't in check, then how can I care for my family, you know? Yeah, 100%. I love that. And it's always the basics, right? We can take as many biohacks or supplements as we want, but if you're not sleeping, exercising, eating well, all of that kind of goes out the window. Yeah, and I think the other big thing that I think that entrepreneurs need to hear is that it took me many years to accept help properly and, you know, establish the right team. And finally, I'm there. And so I rely, I'm relying on my team to do a lot without me making any decisions. Yeah, big fan of that. I don't think I could function without my team. (laughs) And I definitely could never go back. (laughs) No, you can't go back. No. (laughs) Yeah, once you're there, you can't go back. And one thing that you touched on, which I would love to go back to is you were saying you were struggling with some unresolved trauma that you didn't even know you were there to be able to recognize that were you doing any kind of specific deep work, anything you would recommend for anyone else that is feeling like they're blocked, or they have some kind of unresolved trauma that they don't even know what it is? Here are some signs. Like if you have like any imprinted visual memories that like kind of flash by you at times and then make you uncomfortable, that's the sign. Another sign is like if certain scents or ways people touch you or certain songs or things start to trigger you out of nowhere and make you feel extremely unsafe, that's the sign. If you're living with like chronic stress and a sense of like fight or flight or freeze, like you're feeling frozen or you're in constant fight or flight, that's something to consider looking at. Maybe you're having recollections of things in your dreams. That's something to consider. Uh, it's all about how it feels too. Like if you think of a person or a family member or something, you know, someone or a situation and it makes you feel extremely shameful and just and uncomfortable and terrified, truly, that's something to look into. And when I say look into, like get therapeutic support, 
get a group social worker, get a trauma recovery center, get to whatever you can find, whether it be a therapist or a social worker or a free community that you can walk into, get that guidance because it's not something that you can go through on your own. Yeah, I love the realness of this. And for anyone listening, I think that's super helpful. Okay, let's bring it back to the attraction, the manifesting, the really bringing in what you're looking to attract and move forward once you've been able to identify what it is that's actually holding you back. I would love to just do a quick round of what are the do's and don'ts of manifesting? Is there like a right and wrong way to do it? Can you just sit there and say, I want this and it will appear? What does that look like? Yeah, the don'ts are... Don't try to control it. Don't be manic manifesting, which is what I say, like the person who's like, I'm meditating every day and I'm putting my vision board together and I'm, you know, listening to every podcast and doing all the mantras and it's not happening. You know, it's like, they're just pushing another form of pushing. Recognize that it's more about what you feel and how your energy is rather than what you say and think. Your feelings are what attract. So the whole book Supertractor is about getting into a good feeling and that state you attract. That's the do's, right? So be conscious of your emotions and feelings and your thoughts and how your thoughts affect you. Be conscious of the beliefs that you carry. Do whatever it takes to feel good and set your intentions, but wear them loosely, like let them go. Because I like the line, it's this or something better. Because sometimes if we're too stuck on it, it has to be this way, we miss something bigger. I love that. This or something better. And do you love vision boards? Do you make them? I used to. I don't anymore. I just hold my visions in my mind. And I also let my visions come to me in my meditation. You know, sometimes I'm in meditation, all of a sudden I feel myself, you know, getting a really strong hit of inspiration. I'll write it down immediately or I'll just feel into the visual of it and let that create. That's a very powerful co-creation practice. Got it. So you hold a vision, you wouldn't like write in one year's time, this is how my life looks or have it in kind of vision board. You can do all that. You could set the intention. You could write about what you vision. You could put it on a vision board, whatever makes you feel good, whatever brings you into the feeling of it is what I would recommend. And why is that feeling important? You hear that a lot of you can have this vision, but you need the feeling and the emotion behind it to actually put it into motion. Why is that part so important? Well, the feeling is the vibration and the vibration is what attracts. So we're all energy beings and we're just attracting more energy to us. So when our energy is low vibe, we're going to attract more low vibe experiences. But when our energy is positive, empowering, uplifting, energized, and inspired, then it's going to attract its likeness. So we have to just learn how to develop our super attractive power through feeling good. I love that so much. Okay. So the book is on sale. People can grab a copy, but what about the book talk? Can people come see you in person? Do you have spaces left? Yeah, I have some, some talks left. I'm going to be in Boston this weekend and then I'm in um, Toronto and then I'm going to Sydney on February 2nd. I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia. Amazing. And where can people find out about them or register for them? You can go to gabbybernstein.com forward slash book tour. Amazing. And where can people pick up your book? Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any bookstore. They're out there. Maybe they'll be in the they'll be in the airports in December. They're out there. That's so exciting. I love it. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for being a guest in the podcast. I love how real this was and I really appreciate you giving us a kind of look behind the scenes and being honest about what it's like to really be an ambitious woman. And I really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Keep it up. <laughs> thank you. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. 
I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossweb.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. <laughs>